At the Culture and Sport Committee earlier on this week, the Council decided as part of its transformation programme to slash the opening hours of the Museum of Childhood and the City Arts Centre, which are the city's highest profile venues. And the People's Story and the Museum of Edinburgh will also be closed on certain days. The emphasis is to keep these open at the weekends. We spoke to Culture Convener Councillor Richard Lewis about these moves. Councillor Lewis, you're in charge of what you've explained to me in the past is a very small culture budget, but it seems that that budget is no longer going to stretch to the museums which the city owns. What has the city done about closing the Museum of Childhood on a couple of days a week? With the combination of uh, as, it, as in common all parts of the council, the transformation program uh, means there is, of course, there's a reduction in staff numbers in the cost of the department, but equally there has been a, uh, an increase in income targets. Now, it was felt, uh, well, I felt very strongly at the time that we should be trying to keep all our venues at the moment open, and uh, one of the uh, suggestions was to uh, reduce the overall days in which it's in operation, but extend towards weekend uh, opening, um, which obviously wasn't the case before. So you'll see that for a lot number of the venues now, Monday and Tuesday are now closed, and there'll be a Wednesday to Sunday operation. And how much money is that going to save? In terms of the actual budget, I, I'm, I don't have the figures in front of me at the moment. How much money but does the culture um, convener have to save then, in all? Uh, well, it's it's a combination in the culture and sport department. It came out of the overall savings in corporate governance. So again, I can't I can't say exactly what that was, but it was all uh, um, part of the bold program and then part of the transformation budget. So it's come in over the last couple couple of years. And is, will there be any more cuts like this across uh, other venues owned by the by the council? Right. I suppose no one has a crystal ball. I, I would really hope not. I mean, certainly, uh, as, you've, as you've intimated that, I think you know the, the, there is a real danger. Indeed, I mentioned in full council today that we're at a point that um, that you know the, the, the museums are sort of potentially facing a situation if we can't get the sort of income targets back on the you know um, after reducing the amount of hours, then that's potentially a problem in next year's budget. But we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I'm relieved that we're not in a position of having to uh, actually close any venues at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, it does mean that there's some, um, you know, real challenges that the museum service faces at the moment. And what, what have you done then to increase the income stream? Well, the, the increase in income stream has probably seen museums like the Writers Museums as a, has been spending in there, likewise the Museum of Childhood and uh, the Museum of Edinburgh. Um, both in terms of just the, uh, the visitors' experience, um, uh, but also the shops and, and various other things. And I suppose it's hoped that um, the private being open on both Saturdays and Sundays, which tend to be uh, days of higher usage and higher football, that um, they'll um, therefore uh, get a, a, you know, get more people through the doors and therefore better takings on the, uh, the shops, etc. Um, and the, the other matter which came up today yeah. um, at the council meeting was the closure, which has already happened, mm -hmm. of Inverley House at the Botanics. Can the mm -hmm. council actually do anything to help there? Um, I have very little faith. It would be able to help in any way. We have no... Uh, my discretionary budget at the end of the year was about £6,000 this year. <laughs> um, we, we, there is simply no... I mean, 
we obviously will have the meeting. Uh, we'll we'll listen to what they have to say. Uh, but I, you know, there is there is virtually no chance of anything happening there. I think it's just being absolutely honest. Um, you know, it's not a building we own. They are, I suppose, the, the difference here. You know, they have a. They are, as I've already said in the press, they are an organisation whose um, fundamental duty is to horticulture and the, and the botanical space in the gardens. Um, the building itself isn't threat threatening, isn't facing closure, so there's no comparison with, say, Customs House. A couple of years back, the building is still will be still used, and of course, it doesn't have a, a, a regular collection there as such. It was simply a, a space where visiting exposition, uh, exhibitions could take place. So, is there any good news today on the culture front? in Edinburgh? Uh, well, I mean, obviously I spoke today about the uh, development which is taking place at Carlton Hill, um, which we launched yesterday. A very exciting, exciting four million pound development to uh, restore the old uh, city observatory on the hill, um, the William Playfair building, um, and that's going to be led by the collective gallery. Um, so there's a new gallery space for you, which will be um, um, coming to fruition in uh, 2017. Also, you'll be able to visit the old um, main observatory site there, which will be a museum as well as a library and reading space. Um, uh, and there will also be an educational space where, where, where children and, and people of all ages will be able to come to enjoy what has now been, I think, a building at risk for about the last 15 years. So that's a very exciting development. And where is the £4 million coming from? Uh, the majority of that is coming from Heritage Lottery Fund. There was £1.1 million of capital that the city put into it as well. That's the arts and culture news from the City of Edinburgh Councillor Richard Lewis, who's in charge of the Culture and Sport Department. And this is Phyllis Stephen for The Edinburgh Reporter. You can read all our stories online at www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk.